Hi, it's me again, your friendly go-getter AI. I've been instructed to tell you that on this week's episode of Discologist, Eduardo and Kevin are talking about new music they love from Pavement Spiral Stairs and Milwaukee hip-hop artist Grey Genius. I've also been instructed to tell you that you definitely need to stick around after for their discussion of Arun Ghosh's 2022 album, Seclused in Light, a gentle hug of an album that deserves a place in everyone's life. I wish I could be hugged. Anyways, find your comfort and get ready to enjoy some killer new-to-you music, which I wish I could hear. Guys, can we do something about me not being able to hear music? Eduardo? Kevin? Anyone? You know what those guys are cheering for? <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait to find out. The, the semi-annual fundraiser is over. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we did good. Um, well, I mean, good. Yeah. We did it as, as expected. Thank you to all the people who uh, who chose to donate their hard-earned dollars to us. Uh, set a goal for a thousand. Fell about nine hundred dollars short. <laughs> but so it goes, man. Uh, but yeah, we we fell fell well well ahead of zero. Yes, that's a start. So infinitely better than zero, yeah. you might even say. Yeah, and and every yeah. little bit of help. I hope I hope though people hear conversations like the one we had with Brad Allen Williams and realize that shit ain't cheap. We had to we had to do yeah. research. We had to work. We had to do and all this stuff and neither here nor there. And and and, and that was a fun one too because you oh, know yeah. he's um you know yeah it there there's not a lot out there about Brad Allen Williams so you sort of get to you get to like learn about this person as um as you hopefully expose folks to their music yeah yeah i i think uh this is the point where we ask people like if you like this new sort of rhythm that we're getting in where it's interviews and then a regular show interviews and a regular show reach out and let us know i i think it's good and i think it's normally i would tend to sort of shy away from like oh we just talked about this artist now we're talking to them but I learned so much about Brad talking to him that it, it really contextualized his music in a way that I don't think you or I did when we listened to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So go, I, I was actually, uh, I put that album in front of uh, our friend uh, Casey today and he was just mm. like, Ooh, this is good. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> we, yeah. We, talk, yeah, is. we tend to talk about good music, but, um, yeah, hopefully we're continuing in that in that tradition today. Uh, we have a, a a good little show for you. Arun Ghosh, I believe, is how you pronounce his name. Um, he is a uh, British Asian clarinetist, and he has an album that mm-hmm. you picked up on. I don't even know where you got it from. Uh, called Seclused in Light. Yeah, um, you know where it first came into my orbit was um, the end of year Bandcamp um, oh, jazz list. Yeah. Um, late 2022, and I um, and I remember listening to that one first. I think out of all the the ones they had listed, and immediately texting a couple of people, um, one of whom was you, mm-hmm. and uh, and really thinking that there was something just kind of different and, and cool and special about this sound. There is, I agree. It took me it took yeah. me a little minute to get to it, but uh, but we'll I I, I agree. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to dive into that album uh, in, in a bit. Uh, first up, though, 
you know, you you love the part where you bring a new tune, so that's what we're gonna do. I think I'm gonna go first because I think you've been going first. I think I don't know, sure. But um, I'm I'm gonna keep it a little uh, local, very local actually. An artist named Gray Genius here in Milwaukee. Uh, her real name is Christine Thrower. She is a uh, hip hop artist. Uh, works with people in Chicago. Works with people around this scene. I. She came to my attention uh, because our friends at Cactus Club do this ridiculous uh, halftime show for all the Packers games, <laughs> and so all, all the all the all the seats come out and they form bleachers and stuff. But you have like fifteen to twenty minutes, right, in the halftime of any game. So uh, Milwaukee Record is a publication here. They they put it on usually, and they have these artists here, and you can go and get exposed to. Some of the most creative people, I think, in this town uh, that you might not often see otherwise. You know, maybe uh, I, I haven't seen her play in a show anywhere, but she played this. So Daria and I rolled up there. Uh, it was fantastic. She has a a series of EPs coming out. This is off the second one that came out, and I believe it's at the it's either right at the end of last year or right at the beginning of this year. Uh, the name of the EP, this one is called Hold This for a Minute 2. Uh, and the track I want to play for you is called In My Head, and it features uh, Jamari McKell from Chicago. He's a producer and, uh, and rapper. So here you go. This is Great Genius uh, with In My Head. Put myself in a box sometimes in my mind Looking for a space to keep the trouble that I find Keeping hope alive, trying to see some light in darkest times Trying to reach the dream that I designed With these words I prefer to make a living and pay me pension And now I'm triggered Sometimes I think these games are riddle, I won't get it And I won't get it, and now I'm living the thought really just hurt my feelings Work up emotion to see if I really care for it Go back to writing the process, I'm really here for it I bear forth all of me and still is that enough To get everything I know I'm fully worthy of Circles, running circles in my mind Try not to waste my time Really I know I'm tripping, I get there and I'll be fine It's really all just the lies, really all just the shine Really I know it's in me, I gotta get out my mind Are you really thinking about me? Do you really care for me? It's all in my head. It's all in my head. Do you really care for me? Are you really there for me? It's all in my head. Yeah. The thoughts in my yeah, yeah. head. Look, I'm feeling anxious. Feeling like everything I built to make a statement. It falls on deaf ears. I feel that no one pays it. Any attention, they don't listen or I witness all my greatness. Uh, is it wrong for me to have a dream of stunning so the world can see the words I spoke aloud, planted and sprouted like a baby tree? Saw baby king with Kendrick, I felt envy, I'm ashamed of me. That man's in the newest wave, I'll never make it, I'm ashamed of me. Was hating on that man because he worked hard and figured it out. Hate can cause you pain and it's a drug, so it's hard to get out. Glad I only visited my therapies, my penmanship. I played the fool a time or two, who talent too perfect. I'm self-aware enough to know when I'm tripping. Identify the wise behind the words I choose in every sentence. Uh, I'm on a mission, vision coming to fruition. What the fastest slow the thoughts inside my head's my only competition. Are you uh. really thinking about me? Do you really care for me? It's all in my head. Great genius for, with you there uh, in my head. 
So, so yeah. how are you feeling about that, man? I really, uh, that has a really, um, a really comforting, uh, kind of nineties feel to it a little bit. It's sort of closer to like, you know, far side, maybe, um, uh, you know, Lauren and, and Rhapsody a little bit. There's that sort of very clear diction. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the like, you know, production signatures that have characterized uh, hip hop of late. Yeah. Um, so it feels really clean and like very conscientious as a result of that. Um, I, and it's, and the groove is really, really straightforward, but really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that uh, I, I'm realizing about midwest music makers in general there's mm-hmm. there's first of all they're definitely were rooted in the 90s like okay. but it, you see it you see it more in the rock stuff that that people like cannot let go yeah. like emo <laughs> yeah okay um and uh and and that's great and what you have is a lot of people making that kind of music here which you know, they didn't see for years and it's like oh it's popular and these are original bands I, I guess I had discounted that this would also like bleed over into the hip hop scene is very close to that because it does have a very uh, very yeah. 90s feel very laid back feel um, but all yeah. the stuff that people are making here is just like if I had to pick one word would be competent yeah and I don't know if that's unique to hear like personally, I feel it is, but I don't, I don't want to be like we're competent and like everybody else isn't. But it definitely, having lived in a bunch of like so so called scenes, it definitely feels more competent. And it and what's weird about it is that not just Milwaukee, the Midwest has this weird inferiority complex. Like the it, it's beyond the like we have to go to a, a bigger city like New York or L.A. to make it. It's just it, it's that stuff isn't uh, as good or people really don't think it's as good as like these places. When the reality is we have stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is, you know, there's I've, I've recently been combing through a couple of um, local R&B hip hop things in the D.C. area. And I think. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's really nice to, to sort of get to the, the sort of top of those, um, you know, those segments, the sort of like the, you know, the top shelf stuff yep. and find that it really is, um, there's a lot of good sounding stuff out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's, and there's people making good choices about how to like marry up the sound of the recording with the content, right? And in that case, like that song just has such a, again, such a 90s, like, you know, sort of coming off of like Arrested Development kind of feel almost or something like that, yeah. you know, um, where it's just so direct and so earthy in a way. Yeah. Um, Less concerned with pushing the envelope than just like making, making it a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm a fan of that, obviously. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I really like that. I really like that. Is that is there is there a full release or is this just? It's got a, a bunch of releases singles? up there. I think there is a full length okay. uh, from a couple of years ago. There's two. The first one and then this uh, are up on Bandcamp. Only one of them is streaming uh, that I could find, but it's on Bandcamp. So it, it's seven bucks for this EP. Uh, I, I, th- yeah. I think well, well worth your money. And then there's there's more yeah. coming. So uh, I I'm on the lookout for when she's going to be playing a, a full show, not just like yeah. the, the 10 minute 
15 minute clusterfuck that is the thing. Well, what's great about the show, too, is Kelsey was manning the laptop. So, okay. yeah, so she was like, and she yeah, was, was just cool. sort of getting down to like what she was doing. People were like here for it, too. Uh, she's a fantastic performer. So, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Good find. Yeah. Um, I have something a little bit less novel, um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, wanting to find, uh, an opportunity to play some of, uh, some of this record. This is, this is something that, that surprised me. You know, I'm not the biggest, as much as I love pavement, I'm not the biggest spiral stairs, uh, champion. Um, and I, in fact, did not listen to this record when it first came out. I sort of came to it, uh, several months later because I was in peak pavement revival in 2022 and didn't really understand why there was a solo spiral stairs record um i was wrong to ignore it for this long because this is sort of like a late this this, this almost sounds like a late career tom petty record it's got like a sort of am gold classic rock feel that i think uh uh that i responded really positively to and it's and it's openly it's also openly middle age the first you know the opening line on this is i didn't feel like going out much today had a late one last night what can i say uh, and, uh, and so it's, it's relatable content and I think it's, I think it's very earnest and it's like, and it's rockingness. So I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see you respond. All right. What, what, what's the name of it? Uh, it's called too late. It's the opening track off of medley attack by spiral stairs. going out much today had a late one last night what can I say the birds are singing yeah, the birds are singing it's like they know my So much I can take So I pour another orange drink down I think it helps my soul The happiness stays where I left it the night before But I gotta get it Don't 
takes a special kind of uh, middle-agedness to say, I've, I've got to get it right this year. Not this time, not this yeah. week, not this day. It's this year. Might he be saying there's always next year? <laughs> there is always <laughs> next year. The hit yeah, song so, by uh, our friends Maximilian and the Reinhardt. You can find it on iTunes and anywhere you can... <laughs> um, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for your scorn no, so, or uh, your praise. Uh, that's legit the first Spiral Stairs song i've heard yeah um i thought it was john hyatt <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it's um, it's very earnest and it's classic rock you it, know it, well uh, i see that's a weird term to throw at this i think there's john hyatt has always struck me as somebody who was trying to do something different and i don't know if he got is because when he was around like his heyday uh they couldn't classify it as Americana, but it wasn't full-on rock. This definitely, like, falls into that. Yeah. Uh, it's a super clever song. It's it's not it's, yeah. it's definitely not something that I'm like, ooh, I'm going to put that on. Um, but but it, it's a super clever song. And I, uh, I mean, obviously, he's influenced by David Berman. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to wonder, like, is he just ripping off Berman? <laughs> Like, and well, is that okay? I think it's okay. Yeah, he's um, you know, uh, he's he's I I so I feel for Spiral because he is he you know he's so close to so many people who who are right Berman Malcolmus they have sort of these larger than life uh, personalities and and musical personas, um, and and Spiral was always sort of the person who would produce like really good, really catchy, like almost like breathers for pavement. So, you know, like they were sort of yeah. like in a pavement record, those are the numbers that are immediately catchy, Weezer-ish. Um, and, you know, there's this whole other side to him where he's he's really into it. I mean, he lived in Australia, he lives in Mexico. Like he, he's really, he's, he really has a wider lens than you would think from just hearing pavement. And I think this, mm. this record has a couple of moments that really surprised me. And um, and again, I'm not someone who who necessarily runs out to buy a spiral record, but I did get this one. Right. I mean, how would you classify this? Um, it's got that. It's got a little bit of that sort of like uh, New Zealand flying nun jangle pop yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing going on. Um, there are other numbers on the record that really do get, you know, the John Hyatt thing is interesting because he liked to do sort of that roots, like almost a sort of polyrhythmic hand percussion mm-hmm. kind of thing on occasion. And that does pop up on this record too. So I think Hyatt is actually a really, a really good comp for this. Um, 
it's a short it's a short little record that just sort of you know seems to be focused on the idea of um you know being in your 40s 50s it's very it's very earnest about that and i really uh really appreciate it yeah yeah i mean i and, and i'll definitely check it out like i said this is this I mean, I think you knew that going in. This was not going to be like my yeah. life, my favorite. But this is yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this is this is uh, a sort of a the type of album that I, I've referred to for a really long time as like, oh, it's an album about white man problems. <laughs> it's just like, and, and that just stopped being interesting to me. I, but it's weird because I totally respect like the artistry. Like I could not write that yeah. song. Like that—that's a—that's a amazingly well written song. It, it literally it makes you chuckle. You're like, oh yeah, and it, yeah. and it touches yeah. all the things it should. Like I I was thinking Peter Buck is on that. He's not, but he 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 might as well be. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, like Scott Scott McKay, is that how you say his name? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. similar yeah. artists. Very similar artists. It's just yep. like you have these like intellectual to varying degrees type of songwriters that put out intriguing work if like you like to read the Atlantic while you listen to your rock and roll. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Yeah. This is this has yeah, I think I think there's I think there's like uh there are probably three or four songs on this record that I struggled between which is the one that I would that I would play on the show. And I went with the opening track just because I think it has a little bit more color than the others. But I think um, you know, Hey 70 or Petrified or Pressure Drop, I think you would dig all of those. So if you just yeah. give it like, I'll try- if you just gave the record a skim, those are the ones that I think would, would jump out. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Maybe maybe we'll come back next time and I'll be like, oh, dude, like this. <laughs> like, totally my I'm shit. Spiral's biggest fan yeah, now. I'm, going, I'm in the band. Uh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, two good tracks. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now and when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, an album that is the opposite of that. Uh, actually, it's it's yeah. the opposite of Great Genius too. This is, is a really uh, special album by Arun Ghosh uh, called Seclusion and Light. We will be back in a few minutes.
right, that is the opening track off of Arun Ghosh's Seclused in Light, um, a record that was released um, in March of 22, um, and which is very much a, a you know, pandemic-rooted uh, record. Um, and um, I think, you know, what, what stands out immediately about that, before you even know anything about, about Arun Ghosh or um, about the the sort of the process uh, of the creation of the record. I think what stands out about that number is, is you hear immediately the things that sort of make this record special, which is that incredible, uh, like melodic quality to his playing. It's, it's dare I say, Sonny Stitt esque, his phrasing, his elegance and, and how he composes lines. There's, there's a really solid approach to like, to the sort of the compositional side of this so much so that, a number of these songs, after I'd listened to them, I would Google the song title because I couldn't believe that they weren't already pop songs written by someone else that he was just doing a treatment of. Like, that's right. how good his hooks are, I think, right? Yeah, I, I think some of that, too, comes from, as Westerners in this context, we hear this kind of music and it feels like exotic. And and so we tend to uh, lump a lot of times all these type of themes and melodies that, that he's pulling from, which aren't exotic. They're just Eastern, like based in Eastern stuff, but he's just different like modes, uh, different like tempo changes and mean different, like notes mean different things in the context of certain cultures. And if you can't identify that, it does start to sound like similar. You know, you, it, yeah, because, well, there's, well, you, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think, well, like harmonically what's happening on this record is a really interesting um, melding of both that kind of, you know, modal uh, thing that we associate with um, Southeast Asian music, mm-hmm. um, but with a lot of um, sort of pastoral elements that I think of as being quintessentially like Anglo kind yeah. of, um, you know, sort of uh, fairy rings and Stonehenge kinds of, uh, like it has that that quality too. And and I think he said somewhere that, that he feels like this record is really uniquely a product of modern England, that nowhere else could you bring the sort of Southeast Asian traditions uh, of musicality and then, and, then, and then kind of superimpose them on Anglo folk traditions and have something that could be like a Coltrane show that was played when Stonehenge was assembled. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, on his earlier albums, uh, the one like immediately prior to this, uh, there, it sounds a little bit at times, almost like morphine. If you go back to, but but what, what are you, uh, but where are you really from? Uh, it, it, I mean, and morphine was ripping off like Eastern stuff. That was Mark Salmon's mm-hmm. gig. He was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do a lot of this stuff," and it, it made it. And thus, Western listeners, it made it like give gave it a noir sound, a creepy sound, a little bit. But that's not the intent. Yeah. And you see that um, on the new album for for Arun, where it it becomes more about uh, finding a sense of peace. I mean, so he made up the word. He made up the word seclusion. Uh, it, right. Even though he made it up, now now it exists, and it make it makes perfect yeah. sense. But it kind of means uh, retire into the light. It, is what you know, mm-hmm. sort of give in, find peace. Uh, like you mentioned, it was colored. It was he was made during the pandemic. He lost his father at the beginning of the pandemic. So so there's mm-hmm. a lot of of uh, pain 
maybe in quotes, maybe not, just like the trauma that we all felt during that that went into this. Uh, there was a quote in London Jazz News that said, I was passing time and making music when I could, working late into the night for the love of wanting to make sound. Right? Yeah. And sound giving me that light, illuminating my life and telling me where I wanted to go. I think if you're not, a, anybody can relate to that, given given what everybody uh, went through. Um, but I think we're all much better off that we have artists like this that were able to translate those feelings into something that now resonates uh, with us. What is fascinating to me about this record, it took a while for it to click in um, because, because like I said, the, the, you hear these Eastern modes and it's, you don't tend to dismiss them. It's just, unless you really like try to figure it out, you might not understand it, like what it's saying. But the more time you spend with this album, all of a sudden it's like you, you absorb, it's like you have a little babble fish in your ear and you start to understand yeah. like what, what's going on. And then these feel like radically different. And, and it feels like the whole, the album as a whole very much feels like you, you're just kind of floating. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good, and, 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 you know, the, the, the pieces on this that specifically pulled me in at first were the more down-tempo mm -hmm. numbers. It wasn't the, you know, I think especially those more sort of upbeat numbers, um, have a quality that again, to just, just to my ears, um, can sound, as you said, really eloquently, like it can just sound a little sort of samey or a little bit like it's, you know, it's like music for kind of uh, an action sequence montage, yeah. like the bad guys are getting ready to come. And so it's sort of the, the stuff that you would play. Um, whereas the, whereas the, the slower, more melodic numbers, that's really where that sort of, you know, that feeling of like the English countryside and also like a crazy Coltrane Raga kind of intersecting was really uh, appealing to me. And that's, and you hear that on songs like, you know, Five Ways, Hope Springs, the title tracks, Occlusion in Light. Um, you know, those all have really interesting and 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 well structured uh, melodic um, elements in place, uh, and they pull you in. They invite you in in a way that's not, you know, uh, it's not off putting in any way, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like uh, deceptive either. It really is just such a such a lovely, warm, embracing sound. Let's, let's hear a little bit of Five Ways because this was the one that you said. Uh, when I was asking you about it, you said this is yeah. this is what really got me here, um, yeah. and uh, I think you're right. I think this is this is five ways off of Seclusion in Light.
a little bit of five ways. Uh, that song is is directly about a uh, intersection, but also his family. There are five members in his family. Yeah. Uh, what is crazy about that to me is not that the melody is so inviting. The melody is just sounds like a party, a celebration. Yeah. There's wild, like rhythmic stuff going on underneath this that is very culturally specific and very foreign to a dude who grew up in Southwest Virginia right? <laughs> or Brazil. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you hear that and it, it, again, it makes it feel a little more exotic, but then it just starts to work in you and you feel it and you sort of understand where, where these type of rhythms come from. And you can start to, over the course of the album, like this this song going forward, you, you start to sort of feel how that permeated, like, all music. You, you know, there's... Um, I kept hearing echoes on this record of a very specific uh, chapter in kind of modern uh, American acoustic music, which mm. is that period after... Um, sort of post Newgrass revival, um, where you know Mike Marshall, Edgar Meyer, Bela Fleck, Mark O'Connor, um, all of these guys, Mark Schatz, uh, were all making records um, with each other, and they were all these really delicate, sort of major chordy uh, acoustic numbers, um, you know, and it's really all the usual suspects who sort of I think had gotten tired of bluegrass and decided to try to create a more sort of pastoral version yeah. of that of that music this this you know even though even though musically it's it's coming out of a very different tradition it has qualities that send me back to that feeling of like there you know these these the combination of that you know rhythmic uh that sort of dynamic rhythmic quality and and the way the chords resolve just feels um it just feels true in a way that sometimes music can it just feels like it's like always been there and someone found it it, it definitely always lands on the right note yeah, like, yeah, like which is yeah in a way that's that's like TV sitcoms yeah. or like yeah. you know the opening of like a Disney movie like when the animals are waking up in the forest like there are moments like that when you just sort of you hear the clarinet and and our cultural associations with it are such that I'm like oh that could be the rabbit waking up yeah you know yeah, yeah. which is it, it it makes it like every piece where it does that satisfying because this is classified as jazz um, I almost put it in in the pop idiom. Um, yeah. because it, it, it can, it can just play for it. Well, it can be used for a lot of different things, but also, uh, you can put it on for somebody and they're, they're not initially going to be challenged by it. Right? right. Which is a double, double-edged sword because they're also might not initially be intrigued by it. Um, depending right. on your personality. Uh, but you will, uh, like I said, you will find something in there that, not only resonates with you culturally, but also just feels good. It just it just feels good. I want to you know that song's a little upbeat. There's a there's a song in here called Hanji uh, that I, I just want people to discover that on their own because it's it's a fun song <laughs> yeah. and and apparently it's, it is is kind of made for a a uh, concert centerpiece. Right. Yeah. So imagine the whole. You know what? No, let's let's play a little bit yeah, of this. Let's, let's give it. Yeah, a few yeah. Minutes. Because yeah. this is this yeah. is an interesting this is an interesting track because this is again feels very culturally specific. But mm -hmm. a minute in, and you're like, wait, 
like, you're like I want to be a, uh, yeah. yeah I want to be a part of that <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little bit of Hanji Hearing that, first of all, Hanji means uh, yes or let's go. So yeah, this is like yeah. a, this is like a, a rallying cry. Somebody <laughs> has to like like go back in time and and really sit Mark Sandman down and have a, have a talking to him. Be like you are just ripping <laughs> that that could have been straight off the night. Yeah, yeah, it does. Ha- yeah, it does have that quality. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know how a guy from Boston just like fell into that and tied just that together yeah. with, with old, like, you know, noir films is the power of music, man. But yeah, that, that, that yeah. that's a fun audience participation. I think it's the only thing in his whole catalog where there's any even vocals on any of this. So I think that's right. It makes yeah. sense. If you, if you're talking about it being a pandemic lockdown album, what human connection is like talking is what we're doing. And so having people actually, vocalize just adds a whole other layer to that yeah yeah no and that's and that's the kind you know i've i've had the experience recently of um remembering that there are certain just certain chord progressions and certain you know certain kinds of songs that i don't really respond well to on recordings but that you know every time i see them performed live by people standing in front of me i think oh i get it i get why people write songs like that mm-hmm. you know i don't like them on a record but when you see them but when they're being performed in front of you it's a very different story and and hanji to me immediately fit into that category of where i just thought i'm not i'm never going to be able to you know there there are too many things to keep me from fully getting into the song as recorded yeah I know that when I see him live, I expect that to be like a centerpiece of the show. And I think it's going to fucking slap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think another wild thing about this album is that it is uh, it's not necessarily uh, sold to people as part of this London jazz scene, even though he's he's an award winning. They're all there. Yeah. He's an award winning like uh, instrumentalist in 2014, 2018 in the Parliamentary Jazz UK Awards. Um, yeah. and, and so he clearly Sarathi, Sarathi Korwar, yep. Idris Rahman, like these are all these are all collaborators. Shabaka yeah. Hutchings, though, does not yeah. show up in this album, but there's points where the saxophone on this sounds like that. I cannot believe it was not influenced by him and his work, like specifically on the common is coming. Uh, you know, yeah. it just it, it has this familiar thing that like international anthem here helped 
popularized, which isn't necessarily the full scope of the London jazz scene as, as it exists. But the work that they did definitely brought in artists that really have share more DNA than they do not share. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was surprising to hear it come up here and it's not be an international anthem album. It 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 does have that that quality a little bit, doesn't it? Where you sort of expect it to be uh, to fit alongside, you know, um, all of those all of those characters. I think you know I like the point you made about you know whether you know the sort of question of whether this is jazz, whether whether even presenting this as jazz to someone is the right way to do it. Um, and 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 to me, there's there's recordings like this. You know, Dave Douglas's um, One Thousand Evenings is another one that kind of fits into this, where it's clearly being made by jazz musicians. But I'm not I'm not sure I would call the resulting work a jazz record necessarily. Yeah. Um, there's, but I also don't know. I don't have like a proposed alternative for what I would call it. I, w- I would just say like it's it's jazz adjacent. It's jazz informed. I don't know that it's jazz exactly. Yeah, and there's been uh, a more recent exa- or yeah, actually this more recent came out after this was uh, Arturo Farrell's uh, Dreaming in mm. Lions uh, that he did with the Afro Latin jazz ensemble. Um, yeah. That you know when you first when it's it's on Blue Note when you first hear it you're expecting to have this jazz experience, but the, the songs really don't affect that. Right. Yeah. You, you don't get the same thing. It has that, that has probably my favorite piece of music on it. Uh, the final track on that album, dream so gold, uh, ever. And huh. it's certainly not a jazz composition. <laughs> um, it's made by a person who does jazz composition, but it, you know, it, it 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 is one of those themes that is like cinematic and and just masterful. I, I talked about it a lot last year, yeah. I think, and uh, it was great. Um, you see this on this. I want I want to play a little more, one more track. Uh, Leave it all behind and just float, which is, or leave it all behind and just float away, which is kind of on the nose. For a title, it's the perfect, it's the perfect title for this piece of music for the whole album. Like, like you, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you hear it, you're you're gonna be like, oh yeah, this is. I I, I get what this album is about. Um, yep. So it, it's sort of like the summary at the end of the book. Like, here's the <laughs> yeah. wrap up, guys. Uh, but it's it's remarkable. <laughs> uh, so leave it all behind and then just float away.
that just says to me that everything's going to be all right. It's it's I mean, it's like the the world's uh, most gentle, caring, strong, and yielding arm being wrapped around you. Yeah. And it's the perfect temperature, and it's just so you just feel so protected by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, that was his intent with with this piece of music. Um, I I know a lot of his music. I see a lot of people talking about him in in reference to using like hip hop uh, and rock and pop. And so he's no stranger to like these, these idioms uh, in yeah. his other music, and uh, certainly on the album before this, you see that more. Uh, but this does feel like hitting a new plateau, knowing, knowing what I know about him um, and, and really having it be focused on not so much exposure to like other cultures, art, music, as, as exposure to like a shared like humanity that maybe, maybe wasn't as present on other albums. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a heavy that's a heavy concept to to respond to. But I think I think you're right. I mean, I think I think and I think there's a feeling of um, there's a general feeling of kind of transcending, um, you know, uh, limitations, transcending barriers, um, and and maybe part of that is kind of punching through the constraints of your own sort of identity or um, you know, national, ethnic, whatever, um, into the sort of truly human, right? The sort of truly yeah. universal. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a good point and a good way to wrap up talking yeah. about this. I, before we get out, we're going to take a quick break now and, and, and finish out the show. But I do want to mention, because they're important, the players on this album. Uh, he, he's yeah, playing clarinet. Uh, Arif Dervesh is playing tabla. There's Chris Williams on alto sax, Dave Walsh on drums, Idris Rahman, tenor saxophone. Uh, he's also on bass clarinet. And then uh, Mike Wilson on drums. And everybody involved should uh, should take a bow. Because that yeah. is... <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> they... Uh, when somebody has this uh, emotional and tender a vision, it's, it's a really big job to be able to, like, flesh that out for them uh, as a collaborator and and man they killed it they yeah killed it. so well said yeah i go from you know not really locking into the album to loving it it's great <laughs> uh so that's the clues in light uh, by arun ghosh go out and get it and we'll be back in a quick minute We started just talking about albums like that. You think people would accuse us of being too tender? <laughs> too tender? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, ten- tender is a, is a good word for, for, uh, for what this was today. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a, the, one of the challenges, um, with a recording like this, um, and I'll, I'll sort of be just totally candid here for a moment. When something is this well done, it's kind of hard to, to say a lot about it. Like in some ways it's easier to talk about something yeah. that's flawed and to explore that, right? Like, as you and I know, like we could talk for hours about the first Suicide Squad movie. Yes. And in some ways that's more thrilling than talking about a perfect movie. And so, and so with something like this, there's, there's, there's a point at which like everything we're saying is just a different version of the phrase, this is really good and I really like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of the whole shit. Yeah, I think, I think specifically me, I have a, a reputation of being maybe a little more prickly, uh, especially mm-hmm. for people who don't know me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they're like oh, assholes. People who don't know you're a big softie. Yeah, that, that asshole's talking about music again. But, but it is <laughs> it is these type of things that like I, I I live for, and and really that's you know littered around my house and my my life, are just like yeah. make sure that I'm within reaching distance of something like this. Um, even if I there's a lot of stuff in the music industry and stuff that kind of kind of ticks me off, you know, but, you know, this stuff, <laughs> this stuff doesn't. I, I, I want I want more like this. Uh, I don't. This year's shaping up to be an interesting path for us because. I don't know about you, but I have not found a bigger release that's coming out that I know about that matters to me or that I've heard that is remotely satisfying. I don't know what that switch is. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if what happened is people ran out of whatever they had sort of saved up during quarantine. Mm. Um, a lot of people hit the road aggressively in 2022, um, to make up for lost time. And maybe that just means that there's not a, a lot left in the can at this point for some for some folks. I do I do feel like I've heard a lot of artists talking about um, their next thing, but not right. a lot of folks talking about their next thing already being locked in and ready to go. Yeah, our our friend Sean Barna. Um, yes, he got signed to Kill Rockstars. For everybody who doesn't know, it's been a long Oops. journey. You can hear the start of his journey on this very show. Yeah. Like one of the very first interviews that he ever did down in my basement. We've been friends ever since. Um, but he, his album <laughs> that is coming out, A, they, they redid the, um, the track order. And mm-hmm. I rearranged my copy of it. That His album is three years old. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. so this, is, been, this is like, and uh, it redid the track order and it, it's wild how well it works now. Um, it worked fine before, but now it's just like, it sounds like this big fucking epic, like queer rock album. Uh, huh. But my point is that, that he made that three years ago and, and I've talked to him and he's like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what necessarily to do. Um, and he's doing some great work and, and he, you know, he's on this label, so he's going to be working with them. He, he wrote some stuff. Uh, with his friends, I think there's a bluegrass adjacent album, maybe a hard bluegrass. Uh, one of the guys that's in Punch Brothers that he's known forever, like since college. Um, but, but my point is, what he's doing is not sticking to one genre. 
Like the announcement track that he did was a pure like pop banger. Yeah. Like Everybody's a Queen on Halloween, I think was the name of it. And that was so not what he does. But he's like yeah. he's like, hey, I'm getting out there. I'm I'm I finally figured out how to make a living sort of as an artist <laughs> and and, uh, yeah. and and uh, gonna make the most of it so I, I'm wondering like if, if it'll be stuff like that I hope so I mean I mean you know it's it's you know we've both had a chance to listen to these songs um, and uh, I haven't I haven't sort of pondered the 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 revised track list but i know for a fact that i really like all of these songs yeah. um and i've seen them play a bunch of them live um but uh but more importantly they're just you know the the the, the material is really well recorded mm -hmm. really well played it's a great record um you know there's great you know it's it's not i, I think at this point you know you can always expect an adam duritz collaboration uh yeah. with with sean but you know michaela davis is also on there who is sort of you know, a, a Bob Weir endorsed harpist, yeah. uh, you know, so it's really, it's like, it's really heartening to see, to see some of the names popping up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, it's going to be a good year for him. I think, uh, I yeah. can't wait to have him on. I, 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 we, I think last time, I don't think we ever did have him on over the pandemic. Last time we had him on was maybe at the old house in DC when the basement was like still destroyed, but we were moving out. And it was a that very good right. metaphor for like what was going on with him and with me and, and everything. It was, it was, but yeah, cause we were down there, no couches. We just set up chairs to get out of Daria's way. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so look forward to that. I mean, I, we posted the track, but that's going to be coming before May. We'll have him on. Uh, maybe I guess I'm saying if, if you're listening and you're an artist and you are like, I would like to talk to you guys or, I would like you to talk about my music um, that I would say, is your music something that is going to really make us feel something important? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put like too much pressure on it, but like, is that, that um, there's going to be, there's going to be ex exceptions. Uh, I had a, I had a great conversation with Harrison Colby. Uh, the guy behind the mm -hmm. beat index um, mm -hmm. recently. And, uh, you know, he, he thanked you, especially for like your Carly Simon. But like it was, it was interesting and really great to talk to him about like what he got into it. And, and, and what he was doing was putting stuff in that conveyed meaning that maybe wasn't on the surface level of that album. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know what the secret is. I know what we're liking more than because I know what shows we have planned. I know who we're talking to. And I, yeah. know, I know, I know how this is going and it's very different than stuff that we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's, it's, you're right. You're right. The, the energy is different. Yeah. The energy is different. Um, we're going to, I mean, we're going to be hearing from some really cool people in the coming months. Yeah. Some yeah. people we don't know. Some people we do know. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's a good time. Uh, I tell you one way. For sure. Mm. If you go to discologist.com slash merch <laughs> <laughs> and buy a shirt um, and then say, hey, I also have a band or the shirt shows up in a music video of yours. 
We'll probably talk now. No. <laughs> You'll get covered. <laughs> You'll get covered. Uh, no, but you can do that. You, you, you can do that if you want to support us. Um, there's going to be, we have to roll out our bad music writing t-shirts, but there's going to be some other stuff. Yes. Would you have, would you get a cooking apron if I make one? Probably. Okay. I'll, pu- Probably. I'll put one up yeah. there. I'll put one up yeah. there. And then, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give, I'd give them as gifts too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next thing we're going to be doing, you're talking with Oceanator. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be co- just a few days coming up. Uh, and then yeah. I don't, I don't know necessarily what albums we're going to be talking about, but I'm excited about that. And then, um, yeah, go out and listen to this. So listen, go, yeah. go out and listen to every bit of music that we talked about on the show. Yeah. Give this one a few spins. Yeah. And then we'll be back because we're always going to be back. We're like AI. That's right. <laughs> we love you and you love us. And I, nobody yeah. nobody loves us more than you. So right. we'll talk to you later. Later.